The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. And they're off. Welcome to Winning Ponies. With a weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Engelhart, racing's regular guy. And thanks so much for tuning in with us again here on Winning Ponies. I think we've got an extremely exciting show. What a big week in racing in more ways than one. Now, to get on to our guest list, uh, the second guest that we'll have, if he got off the golf course, none other than Hall of Fame jockey Chris McCarran. McCarran has been elected to receive the Lafitte Pinkai Award. So he's out at Del Mar. Chris is the, the 13th winner of the Pinkai Award that's given to those who have served the, served the sport with integrity extraordinary dedication, determination, and distinction. And in every one of those, you can put the name Chris McCarron. So hopefully Chris McCarron is going to be able to finish up his golf round and be with us uh, at the tail end of the show. Now, with all of the good racing out at Del Mar, not that there's not good racing at Saratoga, but we've been kind of concentrating on, on Saratoga, I thought I'd reach out to my friend Rich Ng because he is a columnist for the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Of course, he's the author of Betting on Horse Racing for Dummies and the guide to U.S. Casinos and Racinos. And so uh, Rich uh, every week has his Southern California selections, so I thought I'd reach out to him. And let's face it, you're living in a cave if you don't know about the million-dollar TVG Pacific Classic. We've got champions that are going to be banging heads. We have last year's winner and three-time national champion, none other than the sensational mayor, Beholder, who has won over $4.7 million. Can we throw out the Clement Hirsch when she was defeated by Stellar Wind? It was totally wound up for that race. She now has a record of 17 wins from 23 career starts. But in the other corner, that's right, carrying five pounds more, none other than the great champion himself, California Chrome. That's right. Chrome is racing's richest horse in North America, 12652000 And Art Sherman says he has been training lights out. What a race the Pacific Classic is going to be. And I need to remind you, the horse that really challenged California Chrome in the San Diego Handicap was none other than the now four-year-old Dortman. Dortman, of course, was third in the Kentucky Derby behind American Pharaoh, and he put in one heck of a race. 
against California Chrome really made him run. Dortmund should get the lead in the Pacific Classic. It'll be interesting to get Rich Ng's read on that race. Of course, there's other uh, good uh, racing at Del Mar to complement the Pacific Classic. One will be the Del Mar Handicap. It's a grade two going the rare mile and three-eighths on the turf. And then we're also going to look at the Del Mar Oaks. Of course, that means it's for three-year-old fillies. And uh, this one going on the grass. So it'll be interesting to find out who Rich Ng thinks is the top three-year-old filly on the weeds. Okay, let's get to some news from this week. It was an interesting one. Let's start out with a story that I pretty much knew I was going to talk about, but didn't get around to it, but I digress. Let's take a look at our easy win forms. (laughs) Saratoga and Delmar, we've been knocking them dead on winning ponies Uh, at, at, at Saratoga. Uh, just four days ago, we had a $1 super that paid over $4,000. Also at the spa, on the 11th, a $2 pick six, 6235 Lest we leave Del Mar alone, just yesterday, a $1 super five box paid $4,053 and had two big hits on the 14th. Uh, $1 Super 5 key paid $4,450. So unbelievable. We're hitting them on both coasts. Come on in. Get your easy win forms. And now on to the story I was hoping I'd get to say, Calvin Burrell, to resume his riding career. Like he said, when you love something, it's hard to break away. This is all I know how to do. So he announced it down at Ellis Park. My friend Jenny Reese is down there doing all the publicity right now. And uh, Burrell, now 49 years old, he's recently returned from New York. He went up for the uh, Hall of Fame inductions. His new agent will be Frank Burness, who lines up for Brian Hernandez Jr., who's been on uh, Winning Ponies with us. And uh, he says he's going to take him about uh, six or seven more days. He wants to be right where he is. Now, Calvin has been exercising horses in the morning, so it's not like he's just coming off the couch and he's going to jump in the saddle. But uh, he's healthy. He said, if I wasn't healthy, I could walk away. But I'm doing good now. I'm not fighting my weight. I am so happy. Uh, So uh, Calvin Burrell, who kind of shocked the world when uh, he just said, I'm not riding anymore, will be back. Of course, uh, he'll be back at Ellis Park. Uh, He won riding titles there in 1995 and 2011. Let's not forget he won the Derby aboard Street Sense and Mind That Bird and Super Saver. What a run he had. The only one to win the Kentucky Derby three times in four years, and that goes back a ways, 142 years. Right now, Burrell's sitting on win number 5,146, and that ranks him as number 27 all time. So looking forward to seeing Calvin back in the saddle down there at the old pea patch. Now, uh, something that kind of threw us a curve, the races that uh, we handicapped, we only got one of them in over the weekend because Saratoga canceled the final six races of their card on Saturday because of the rain. So both the Adirondack and the four-star Dave, which we handicapped last week with Saratoga Slim, had to be moved, 
and uh, they were moved to this week. Now, the Adirondack uh, is moved to Friday, and the four-star Dave that's scheduled to be on the weeds uh, will go on Saturday. Now, the races were redrawn, and some of the post positions changed. The one that I think is going to make the biggest impact is King Cressa, who's pretty much the lone speed in the four-star Dave, ended up getting down on the rail. So it'll be very interesting to see how much that helps the David Donk trainee. So uh, a rare cancellation of the racing in upstate New York. This also pushed back the first night of the Phasic Tipton New York bread sale. I saw photos with trees sitting on top of some of the barns there. Uh, concerning that sale, an Uncle Mo Colt set the New York bread record. He sold for 450000 He's already got a name. I love it. Mo Diddley. <laughs> this is from the family of champion Bear now. Highest price yearling ever sold at Phasic Tipton. Or a New York bread, $450,000. Well, moving right along, uh, we already mentioned that uh, Chris McCarron's going to get the Lafitte Pinkai Award. Looking forward to talking to Chris about that and talk about uh, his views of the game. Now he's kind of backed off some of his uh, duties there at the North American Racing Academy. Jockey of the Week, Flow. Florent Giraud, Jockey of the Week, after a graded stakes grand slam, and that happened up in Chicago. This kid is just knocking him dead, and wait till he gets down to Kentucky Downs. He's going to really put his best foot forward and win a whole lot of money. You heard it here first. Uh, Not sure if you're tracking this, but Zenyatta's full brother broke his maiden. Uh, He uh, did it over in Ireland at Dundalk. Uh, Full brother to Zenyatta. Uh, cut back in distance. His debut is at a mile and a half. Uh, he's trained now by Aiden O'Brien. He's owned by Coolmore. So the ne- horse's name is D. Coronado. Keep an eye out for this one because he came from far back and got the job done. Uh, Songbird, of course, will be going in the Alabama. She's been working lights out. I got a feeling right there the race is for place. <laughs> Well, let's get the one Saratoga race in that we did have, and that was the Saratoga Special. First run in 1901. You may recall Exaggerator won it last year. We had a little bit of trouble in this one. The original finishing position was Gunvera recruiting Reddy, who was the odds-on choice at 2-5, to five, and then Tip Tapazar. Well, uh little trouble coming around the turn, and recruiting ready, absolutely slammed. He was placed fourth. They say he obliterated the two horses behind him, which would be Tip Tap Tapazar and Sonic Mule. They were both impacted. Just as they were kind of coming and going into the turn, he came over on Tip Tap Tapazar, who went again into Sonic Mule. So from last to first, Gunnavera gets the job done at odds of 9-1, to one, was very, very far back and not even in the picture at one point. Uh, second, Tip Tap Tapazar, and third was Sonic Mule. So that was our race from Saratoga before the other ones got canceled. Then we go to Arlington Park, the American at St. Leisure. You may recall that we had Harvey Diamond on the show months ago, just prior to the Derby, and... Uh, 
he had just come out of a win on the Elkhorn Stakes. He tells the story about him and a bunch of guys were, were at the bar at Churchill drinking, and they saw a horse they really liked. He was a good-looking horse called the Big Hoss, and they asked Mike Maker to go down and take a look at him. said, if you like this horse, we got enough money. Go ahead and claim him. Mike Maker claims this horse for $50,000, and this has to be one of the claims of the decade. Since that claim, he's become a multiple graded stakes winner. He came into the St. Leisure with wins in the grade two Elkhorn at Keeneland and the Belmont Gold Cup. Florent Giroux, this is one of the races that catapulted him to the top of the Jockey of the Week rankings. The Big Hoss gets the job done in the grade three American St. Legere. Then at the Secretariat Stakes, what a great stretch run. There were four horses across at the wire, and on top, Florent Giroux aboard Beach Patrol for Chad Brown, who shipped in from Saratoga. Kind of rated in third, got a head lead into the stretch, and stayed on just to win by a head over Long Island Sound, who was very, very game in the stretch. This horse uh, shipped in from Ireland and England, now is in North America. It is a Kentucky bred, though, but that's where he started his career. In the third spot was American Patriot. Just a very, very exciting race. And then we go on to the $700,000 Beverly D. And our pick, no surprise in here, C. Khaleesi, Chad Brown trained, ridden by none other than Florent Jaru. C. Khaleesi gets the job done over Al's Gale and Zip Essa. Then, of course, the Arlington Million. What a finish. If you took a look at the photo finish, you'll find of six horses in the photo, and on top, shipping in from England, it's an Irish bred by the name of Mondelist, David O'Mara Train. Mondelist got the job done. In the second spot was an Argentinian bred, Casa Cui, some pretty good odds there. And third, one of the favorites, trained by Aidan O'Brien, Duville. So that's a look at the huge card up at Chicago last week. Well, we've got a huge card at Del Mar, and with us today is going to be Rich Ng, who's going to help us break it down. So stay tuned. You're listening to Winning Ponies. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com The home of the easy win form The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses At most American and Canadian tracks Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races Don't worry, let WinningPonies.com make some money for you If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you VoiceAmerica.tv is online now The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. 
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and with me, one of my favorite people in racing. We used to live a lot closer to each other. Now I'm in the mid part of the country, and he's out in Las Vegas. Rich Eng, our racing columnist for the Las Vegas Review Journal. And as I've always told you, he wrote a book just for me, Betting on Horse Racing for Dummies. So <laughs> I always appreciated that favor that he did for me. Rich, how you doing, my friend? Hey, real good, John. We have known each other a long, long time, and uh, anytime you want to tap me on the shoulder, I'm happy to come on board. <laughs> you, you, ha- you have been great over the years. Well, you know, I thought we were going to kind of have an American Pharaoh hangover, and there was going to be a dearth of, uh, you know, not having horses to get our teeth into. But it, this has kind of turned just the other way this year. I mean, uh, the, the, the three-year-old set, uh, we've had individual horses all pop up. You know, Exaggerator's looking strong right now. Mm-hmm. And then as far as the ladies are concerned, uh, we've got uh, the holder. I think it's great that she's still in, in, in training at, at her, I guess we could say, advanced age at six. And how about the unbelievable Songbird? Now, you more than most have had a chance to, uh, to, to see uh, Songbird run. I mean, let's face it, in the Alabama, the race is for place. Yeah, that was the first time I thought she actually got tested. And, uh, you know, she was able to, 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 to take a look at her opposition and, and just go on with it and, and run away in the from uh, Karina Mia, but uh, she's exceptional. You know, I just want to say something because you were talking about uh, Exaggerator and, you know, it's touching on the Triple Crown. I I wrote something, John, that, you know, kind of, I get kind of irked when if we don't have a horse going for the Triple Crown, uh, people kind of slight, you know, the importance of those three races. And I wrote about the fact that, you know, when, when you don't have a golfer going for the Grand Slam, you don't have a tennis player going for the Grand Slam. I mean, the, the individual events are still incredibly popular, like the Wimbledon or the British Open, stuff like that. And then horse racing, just because we don't have someone going for a triple crown in the Belmont, it's still obviously a race worth winning. And uh, I just wish we had a better viewpoint of the importance of those three races versus, you know, you got to win the first two to have any meaning in the third. Well stated. I, they say the biggest race in New York is the Preakness Stakes. <laughs> that is true. They were rooting for uh, the Derby winner to, to win again. But some, sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. Absolutely, and I'll be very interested. I don't know if you've got any word on the West Coast of uh, where the Doug O'Neill camp's going to resurface with Nyquist. Well, I, I just read something in the Daily Racing Forum where they're just giving him a little breather now, and uh, he, he's going to come back and hopefully be fresh again for you know, get ready for the Breeders' Cup, but uh, we're not going to see him at the rest of Del Mar, and they're, they're taking their time with him right now. They're giving him a little break, no Travers, for sure, for him. And, you know, maybe we'll see him in a race like the Awesome again and, and uh, go into the Classic. 
Well, yeah, nonetheless, uh, you know, at the end of the year, the, the, you know, the bullet's going to be the classic. Let me get your read on the Pegasus at Gulfstream. You know what? I, I was really uh, leery about it at first, but then when I read that the, all the slots were bought up, you know, like they were at a 99-cent store, I said, holy <laughs> cow, there's, there's a lot of people who are smarter than me who are throwing a million dollars into the pot. And then I read where, you know, some people bought a slot for a million who don't even own a racehorse, but they, they saw an opportunity, you know, when, when they knew one, had one hit them right in the nose. So, you know, very interesting, and it'll be interesting to see the, uh, I guess I'll call it for lack of a better term, the politics or the negotiating that goes on leading up to the race, because I guess there's all kinds of freedom that you can do with that pick and get really creative. Yeah, I, uh, and I was the same way. When I first heard it, I said, oh, man, this is another pie-in-the-sky idea. But then when I found out all the marketing incentives and the fact that you can select, A, any horse from your stable, or B, resell your slot to a horse in somebody else's stable, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they could come in from Europe, they could come in from anywhere. I thought, you know, maybe this wasn't a bad idea after all. I thought, also thought that the placement, Rich, um, was very key in that, let's just say a horse like California Chrome is going to go to stud next year, or, or Nyquist or whoever, you know, pick, pick a big name, that they could run in that race and still begin their stud career. No, oh, yeah, and then you look at the pot. Uh, what is it, twelve million dollars? I mean, it's it's insane. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic money. And you take a look at the Dubai World Cup for ten million. You could win one of those races and have a career, basically. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, um, I, I I brought the name up, and I've, I've got we got to talk about it. Uh, California Chrome drew the rail for the one million dollar TVG Pacific Classic. Uh, it's uh, one of the grand jewels of racing, certainly on, on your circuit. Uh, you certainly can't, although I believe he's the one to beat, you sure can't hand the trophy to him before somebody hits the wire. Now, my, my read on this is that even though it's uh, going to be, I believe, a nine-horse field, he drew the inside post. Art Sherman, I guess, wasn't happy about that. But quite frankly, Rich, don't you think that in a mile-and-a-quarter race that the one hole shouldn't really impact it all that much? I wouldn't think so because, you know, the race starts at the top of the stretch and there's a shoot out there for a mile and a quarter. You got a quarter-mile run to the first turn at Del Mar. And even though it's it's pretty much known that California Chrome likes to run outside of horses, well, you know, this will test Victor Espinosa's uh, driving skills to try to get him off the rail and get him toward the outside. And I'm pretty sure he can do it. Uh, you know, by the time they get to that first turn. And, uh, you know, I, when I was writing about it for my column for tomorrow in the uh, Las Vegas Review Journal, I, I really think the tactics of this race are really interesting because there's no, there's no pure speedball in this race. And I think there's a lot of race horses like to sit in the same spot, like second, third, fourth, that kind of thing. And I think it's going to be a really, really outstanding jockeys race. And then we've got a lot of Hall of Fame riders in this field. Absolutely, and you know who's uh, uh, tearing him up out there is uh, Rafael Bayerano. It'll be interesting to see. Now, now Dortmund, you know, gave California Chrome everything he could handle in his last race. He was only defeated by him by a half length. Uh, I, I, I see him in, inheriting the lead, but uh, to be honest w- w- with you, Rich, um, I, I think a mile and a quarter is just a stretch beyond Dortmund's ability. 
You know, uh, if there's a, a chink in Dortmund's armor, I would say that's probably the case. It might be uh, the distance of, of going uh, a mile and a quarter. But I, I did guess that I think he will have the lead. Kind of makes sense. He's a huge horse. He's like 17 hands and just about 1,300 pounds. So, you know, you put him on the lead and then you don't have to worry about steering or, anything, or anyone getting in his way. Um, I, I think a horse who can get a beautiful trip uh, is going to be Beholder. Uh, uh, she starts from the seventh post, and uh, I thought when she lost uh, in the Hirsch to Stellar Wind, she was put in a position where she really doesn't like to be on the lead for the whole way around. I think she prefers to stalk, sit second or third, have a target, and I think she'll have that opportunity on Saturday. So I, I really think there's some uh, tactical advantages to the, the Beholder, the draw, and uh, having Demi Dorkman in front of her. Yeah, you know, and, you know, you got to, you know, examine the comments of Richard Mandela, who quite frankly said, I'm not sure that she was 100% fit. As you remember, they were kind of moving their workouts around because of the track condition uh, at Del Mar. And, uh, you know, Stellar Wind was pointing to that race. And she ran her eyes out. So even though Beholder was, I think, one to nine. Um, yeah. Yeah, even Mandela questioned him, her her fitness. He says now, you know, the two work she's had since then that she's really on her game. Neither was a bullet, but both were the second best of the day. And Gary Stevens is going into this with, with a lot of confidence. And concerning Richard Mandela, sixteen starts in the Pacific Classic, four wins, five seconds, and a third. That's not too bad in a million dollar race. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, he was the trainer who beat uh, Cigar when he came out for the Pacific Classic. He beat him with Darren Go, so he knows how to win a big race, win a million-dollar race. And you know, he had him out if he didn't want to run at the spot because the horse lost to Hirsch. You know, he could have said any number of things. Luckily, he got a couple of works in the, the Beholder. She looked real good, and you know, I'm glad they're moving forward because she did not run a bad race. In the Hirsch, I thought she ran a winning race, but as you just said, Stellar Mind, Stellar Wind just ran uh, in probably a career best, one step better. And uh, but I'm glad to see that they're going on Saturday. I'll tell you what, the reason I had you on, Rich, because you have such a memory. I don't remember what I had for breakfast, and you remember Dare and Go beating Cigar in this race. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've had a lot of water under the bridge between the two of us, and some things stick. <laughs> well, we're going to go to a break here in just a few seconds. But you know what? If you're playing a trifecta ticket, um, interesting piece of history here. Uh, Dalmore, who's uh, trained by Kent uh, Keith DeSormo, ridden by Kent DeSormo. In this race, three-year-olds have won this race five times out of the last 25 starts. I just wonder if this is the kind of horse that can maybe jump up and grab third and help your ticket. Well, I, I think the best way for Kent Sarma to attack this race is just to take this horse back, not ask for any speed, and then, you know, from the top of the line, just see what you can pick up. And sometimes, you know, the, the, the horses in front of you are just there like, like bowling pins. You just kind of run around them. But that, that would be his best chance. I think if he tries to ride aggressively, uh, He's not going to get anything. So uh, I think there's going to be a few horses in that spot. For example, Opportunity, I think, is a very dangerous horse, and he'll have the same style. He'll be sitting mid-back or even further back, and he'll just come hard as he can and see what he can get. It will be interesting because it's going to be hard to find a price after you get past California Chrome, Beholder, and Dortmund. Well, we're talking with Rich Ng from the Las Vegas Review. We're going to go to a brief break here. When we come back, I'm going to... 
go to my Southern California expert and maybe break down the Del Mar Handicap and the Del Mar Oaks, you're listening to Winning Ponies. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com The home of the easy win form The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses At most American and Canadian tracks Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races Don't worry, let WinningPonies.com make some money for you Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter We're at VoiceAmericaTRN You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows This week's featured guest and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. And with me, Rich Eng from the Las Vegas Review. And, Rich, before I let you go, I don't want to run out of time. I know you're also uh, uh, doing some stuff on the web with an old friend of ours. Yeah, I'm I'm doing some work with uh, Ralph Sirocco, who does a radio show in Vegas called Race Day Las Vegas, and certainly can be heard uh, across the country worldwide on uh, the Internet, racedaylasvegas.com. I do some handicapping for Ralph and also some... uh, give out some free picks and stuff like that. And um, I, I invite your listeners, John, to, to sign up to the website, which is free to do at racedaylasvegas.com. Just literally click on my face and you'll go to my homepage. Registration takes like 30 seconds and it's free. And uh, I'll, I send out constant emails, a lot of free picks, a lot of updates and stuff like that. So it's a good way to stay in touch with me. Well, we're, you're talking to handicappers right now, so I, I hope they do. You know, we, we talked off the air a little bit about uh, how sporting Rick Porter's been from Fox Hill Farm with uh, Songbird. They didn't necessarily have to go to Saratoga, though. There's some pretty good pots that they picked up in the Coaching Club American Oaks and 600000 on the line for the Alabama. And... Uh, so whether it was sporting or whether they just want to add to their coffers, I don't know. But, you know, you brought up, you know, the fact that it would have been great if, uh, you know, Zenyatta got to New- go to New York and the New Yorkers get to see her on the East Coast. But how about the fact that Rachel Alexandra and Zenyatta go in to the Hall of Fame on the same day? Yeah, I, you know, that, that's really a great thing, a great accomplishment for the two of them. 
I wish we'd have seen them both on the racetrack on the same day, John. That was something those racing fans were, were clamoring for, but we never saw them race against each other. But at least uh, they both dead heated in the race to the Hall of Fame. Yes, they did. And I said earlier, uh, Zenyatta's full brother broke his maiden this week uh, over in Ireland. It'll be interesting to see if he ever surfaces uh, on this side of the pond, as they say, owned by Coolmore, trained by Aidan O'Brien. It will be interesting. So certainly we know the horse has dirt pedigree in it for sure. Um, all right, Delmar, we got uh, the 60th running of the Delmar Oaks. Now, this is a, they come out of the turf shoot going a mile and an eighth. Uh, some interesting horses in here. As a matter of fact, I had one of the exercise riders uh, harmonize in my, uh, my office today, uh, Penny Gardner, who, uh, whose son was riding. She was up here watching him uh, ride in Cincinnati. Uh, kind of an interesting field. I know that uh, uh, Richard Baltus has been saying all along that he felt that MoCat, his three-year-old, that they pointed to the Kentucky Oaks because she had a great Santa Anita Oaks, and she's happy that Songbird's on the East Coast. I can guarantee you that. Um, she uh, she uh, seems like her best home is, is going to be on the grass. Uh, she's a daughter of the Red Hot Sire, Uncle Mo. Um, what I found interesting in reading some statistics today is that, all right, we got the top three finishers of coming out of the, the San Clement handicap, okay? Uh, MoCat, mm-hmm. Lady Valour, and Stay in Vegas. Do you realize that in the last 14 Oaks, even though the San Clement is considered the prep fort, only one horse has won the Delmar Oaks? Wow. But uh, yeah. not familiar with that. <laughs> I learned something new here. Yeah, every now and then I do my homework, Rich, you know, <laughs> not like when I was in school. But uh, if it concerns racing, I'm, I'm happy to do it. But I certainly wouldn't hold that against that filly. I, I, I don't have odds in front of me, but I'm thinking she's the one to beat. Uh, well, she's certainly one of the contenders. I, I know uh, I haven't fully handicapped the race, but, you know, I, I did glance over it for the show and, and took, and obviously I know some of these horses pretty well, but I know uh, a horse that MoCat beats stay in Vegas is a horse I really like a lot in this spot. Uh, big rider switch to Flavian Pratt. You know, nothing against Alex Solis, but I thought in the San Clemente, uh, this horse just had too much to do in the last part of the race, and you know, it was really coming on late, but just uh, uh, really didn't have uh, the, the best opportunity to win. Flavian Pratt has really been a big story in Southern California jockstrom. His grass riding is unbelievable. If your listeners get a chance to watch the simulcast, he is just a fantastic pilot on the turf. Uh, Stay in Vegas is a horse I like a lot in that spot, and, and a horse that actually owes me some money that I would like to see run well is... Uh, decked out, uh, I guess, the number two horse to the Sormo brothers. If this, a story with this horse for me, John, if this horse two races ago had won the honeymoon, good Lord, I'd have been swimming in cash, but uh, came up a half lane short in fourth. But, you know, they went, it's one of those things, they went one stride past the finish line, he's in front, or she's in front. Yeah, I noticed that the trouble line on decked out was in tight at the eighth pole, and you were only beaten a half length in a four-horse photo finish. That had to hurt. Yeah, that's one of the vagaries of horse racing. Uh, obviously, nobody wins all the photo finishes with the head bops, but uh, that was an expensive one for me to not get. <laughs> all right, well, here, here's another little stat, especially for you and your, your friends there uh, that watching the uh, action in Southern California. All right, Bill Mott is shipping in from Belmont. 
with this horse by the name of Harmonize. I, 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 I was this one now. This horse has been running against Catch a Glimpse. Let's face it, Catch a Glimpse is friggin' awesome. Okay, mm-hmm. but but Mott comes from New York to California. His record with shippers in stakes races when he ships from New York to Del Mar. 50% wins from 18 stakes. He's got nine wins in four seconds. Well, he, he's in the Hall of Fame along with uh, Rachel Alexander and Zenyatta, and for good reason. <laughs> you know, when, you know, this is actually a good handicapping lesson just for, for overall racing, too. The thing about turf racing is uh, a lot of times, you know, you take back, you try to make one run, you run into traffic, you get a trouble trip. You have to be a much more forgiving handicapper on grass than I think you have to be on dirt. So when you see a horse, you know, get beat a few lanes that didn't get a good trip and, you know, but was trying, uh, you've got to give that horse a, a, a be forgiving the next time out. But what is real good for us horse players, a lot of times the odds reflect that finish. So instead of getting, you know, four to one, you'll get eight to one because the horse finished out of the money. So you have to be forgiving because you need a good trip on the grass. You really do. And like you said, you know, Bill Mott, again, uh, there's, a, there's a reason why he's in the Hall of Fame, and he is just such a class act. And, uh, you know, he's not spending the, the, the plain money for no reason at all. So Harmonize will be one to watch. And the other horse that's uh, interesting in here, I mean, you've got three coming out of the San Clement. You've also got three coming out of a more minor stakes, uh, the, the Sandy Blue. And uh, this horse that came in from England, Barley Sugar, uh, trained by Edward Freeman. I don't know him, but he's batting 33%. Gary Stevens picks up the mount, and this horse has been working uh, eyeballs out over the turf course at Del Mar. Uh, won its North American debut with a 91 buyer. Yeah, that's a real uh, eye-opener. Uh, you know, uh, when you point that uh, Philly out, I remember the race. I didn't I didn't have her that day, uh, but uh, Gary Stevens got off of her, and I remember his post-race quotes. He was absolutely beaming over the ability of this filly. So for Gary Stevens to go cross country and ride this filly for uh, Eddie Freeman, Eddie Freeman's a pretty good trainer. He's one of those under the radar type uh, guys, but when he's got a nice horse, he knows what to do with it. So if you like barley sugar, uh, don't be afraid of Eddie Freeman trainer. Okay. Yeah. I just wasn't familiar with the name, but I'm very familiar with anybody that's winning at a 33% clip. <laughs> for sure, John, for sure. Well, uh, again, we've been talking with uh, Richard Ng, uh, who's a columnist for the Las Vegas Review Journal. Uh, and, of course, people can still your, – your book is timeless, Betting on Horse uh, Racing for Dummies. Um, for anybody that loves the game but wants to get somebody in the game, I'm getting uh, going to guess you can get it at Amazon or you, all of your uh, typical outlets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in fact, if, if you know, if you go to a Barnes and Noble or type store like that, if you order it, they, they can probably get it in a day or two. You can order it off the internet at the sites like Amazon.com, and it still sells pretty good, John. I, I have two peak periods where I sell a lot of books. One is around the Triple Crown, and one is around the Breeders' Cup because we kind of get uh, more newcomers to the sport. There's a lot more publicity. People, you know, want to get interested in those races, and uh, if they're looking for a beginner's book. You know, what better than uh, the Dummies brand? And a lot of people, I appreciate the fact that a lot of people have recommended the book to newcomers. And I, I get emails from a lot of readers of uh, my Dummies book, and uh, I answer them all back. And there's no question that's uh, too simple or too complex. I, I try to help everybody. And, you know, that's a legacy that uh, I know guys like you and me want to leave behind us, that, that we love this game and we're willing to, to 
to help other people also learn and educate themselves about this sport. That's what it's all about, Rich. You've made it your life's calling. I like to think that I have, too. And uh, it's key because we've got to have ambassadors to the sport. Well, Richard Ng, thanks so much, my friend. Great to hear your voice. Best of luck out there. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> I tell you what, I can't wait for the temperatures to drop under 100, maybe a few more weeks. But uh, if anybody's coming out here, just uh, just give me a look up. I usually hang out uh, more in the Henderson books, but uh, I get around. All right. We've been talking with Rich Eng. We're going to take a little bit of a break here, and hopefully if we can get him out of his golf cart, we'll be talking with Chris McCarron. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and with me now, a guy that I idolized since he had a bushy head, a reddish hair, and was the leading apprentice rider back in the day uh, from the, the Boston area, I believe Dorchester, if I am uh, guessing correct or did my homework right. Uh, uh, Chris McCarron's with us, and Chris, uh, while he's in the Hall of Fame and has received numerous awards, is now going to get a new one. He's going to have to build a new mantle, I think, and he's going to receive the Pinkai Award. Uh, again, as we said earlier, to those that have served the sport with integrity, extraordinary dedication, determination, and distinction. And, Chris, you hit every one of those. Thanks for being with us. Well, thanks, John. I'm glad you finally. I'm glad you told me what, what it's for because they called me and said I was getting the award. I forgot to ask them, what does it take to get the award? So you just let me know what, what it takes. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very happy about that. So um, can, can I share with you my, my acceptance speech? Yeah. Okay, this I've, I've got it planned. I've been thinking about it for a long time. So here, here goes. I'm really pleased to be accepting this very well-deserved award. I'm very proud of the 28 years I spent in the saddle because I helped 
thousands of owners, tens of thousands of gamblers, and thousands of trainers win races. I want to thank my agents who represented me over the 28 years, despite the fact they were only 25% of the effort. (laughs) I want to thank posthumously Bill Shoemaker for taking off John Henry in 1983. I want to thank Pat Day for taking off Ali Shiva, Jerry Bailey, Gopher Jean, and Victor Espinosa for taking off his now. Thank you, guys. You really gave me a big boost. <laughs> and well, lastly, thanks for breaking that. I'm winning last, ponies. Lastly, I want to let you know that it's hard to be humble when you're as great as I am. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't break your arm patting yourself on the back, Chris. Well, but, but, but seriously, you know, when, 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 when you look back, first of all, I... I, I think, and everybody probably says this about their era, I, I think that you came up in the best era. I mean, think about when you were in the jocks room uh, out there in California and looking around at, at the competition you had. Uh, of course, Lafitte Pinkai being one of them. That was just an amazing colony. I'm telling you what, the jocks who finished 7th, 8th, 10th in the standings back then at Hollywood, Del Mar, Santa Anita, could go anywhere else in the country and be leading rider, you know? Um, guys like Daryl McCarg, who is a, a fantastic steward, he was a great race rider. If he rode longer and, and kept at it, he would definitely be in the Hall of Fame. He had such a career. Um, Sandy Hawley is in the Hall of Fame. Bill Shoemaker goes without saying. Eddie Delahousie, Gary Stevens. Uh, my God, it was, it was just amazing. Uh, then Mike Smith later on. But back in the back in the seventies, late seventies and early eighties, through the, throughout the eighties, that colony was the strongest in the world, and, and I was so pleased and so fortunate to be able to ride with and against those guys because I learned so much. It was like it was like going to MIT if you want to be an engineer. You know, it was <laughs> incredible. Well, uh, one of the things I don't know if you know what Pinkai's been saying behind your back. Uh, since you didn't even know what this award was for, I know you're, no, you're kidding. But he said, he said that Chris was a warrior on the racetrack. He was so smart and so competitive. And when you rode against him, you knew you had to be at your very best. He made me and all the other jockeys he rode against better riders. That's a hell of a statement. Yeah, I'm very happy. I, I did read that, um, and I was uh, I haven't had a chance to thank him yet. I'll see him on Sunday. I'll probably see him on Saturday. I'm, I'm sure he'll be there for the Pacific Classic, as, I, as will I. But um, I, I've idolized that guy. He's a dear friend, John, and I've idolized him since 1975. He walked in the jocks room to ride a horse in the Preakness called Diablo. And I was in my second year of riding. I had only been riding for about 14 months. And I watched this guy get undressed, and I go, holy mackerel, look how yeah. strong this guy is. Look at that body. I mean, he was, he is so fit. He still is to this day. His skin was translucent. You could see the muscle fibers through his, through his skin for crying out loud. I'm exaggerating, but you, you felt like you could see the muscle fibers. He, he subsisted on 750 calories a day and he was, he got down as low as 5% body fat, which is unheard of. Yet he went out there on a daily basis and rode like a demon. I mean, he was so strong in the finish and so smart. Uh, I, I, I couldn't be more flattered to be receiving an award named after this guy. He's my idol. It, it, it is true. You know, when I see these Olympians, 
just shrink one down to five foot six and you got Lafitte Pinkai because I have seen photos of him with his shirt off. It's like, oh my God, he's got to be some kind of bodybuilder, you know? They're, they're, they're right. not a, it, it's phenomenal. Well, from what I understand, uh, fans can kind of get close to you guys uh, there at Del Mar. Uh, they can purchase tickets that offer lunch, kind of an afternoon hanging around you guys in the Del Mar's director's room. And uh, I guess for a little while, you guys will have an autograph session from uh, noon to one. Uh, near the fountain inside the main gate. So uh, that's pretty cool. cool. I think you've got to keep yourself open to, uh, shall I say, the little guys. Yeah, that's right. And if anybody out there, if anybody out there wants to um, make a contribution in honor of Lafitte to, uh, to the Winners Foundation, they do wonderful work to help uh, backstretch workers and people that are working on the racetrack who have substance abuse problems. They do fantastic work. They've really straightened out a lot of lives, and, and they need all the support they can get. You can go to winnersfoundation.org and, uh, and, you know, go to that link, and you'll figure out how to make a contribution that would be very much appreciated. Well, you, you want to talk about uh, a, a contribution. I could sit here and read the list of champions that you've ridden, but it's how you champion the sport and the fact that you, upon leaving the saddle, you looked around and you decided that, you know, North America needs something, and that you founded the North American Racing Academy, and uh, it, it's it's a fantastic program down in Lexington. I know that um, you've kind of pulled yourself back a little bit, and quite frankly, as we I'll say approach sixty-ish, um, you know, you, you got to take it easy on yourself and your body. But that was just a, a fantastic uh, contribution to to the sport, Chris. Well, thanks, John. I'm very ha- happy with the way it worked out. Um, I, I made the right move moving to Kentucky. I didn't feel confident that the state of California would give the, the financial backing that a school like that, uh, you know, in its infancy would need. And Kentucky has certainly rallied, uh, rallied behind it and has been incredibly supportive. They, the state of Kentucky is supporting the whole program and it's affiliated with Kentucky Community Technical College System. The students are enrolled at Bluegrass Community and Technical College. It's a two-year associate's degree program, and um, it's uh, it's been it's been wonderful. And the graduates who are riding races have gone on to win over 3,500 races in the last six years. So I'm very I'm very pleased with the results. And um, I retired from it two years ago, but I go out there occasionally and, and help out a little bit. And uh, I, I enjoy watching the, the newbies come out there and learn how to ride. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, I would assume that you'll be, uh, you know, considered a professor emeritus and, uh, you know, still go out there and pass on uh, some of the uh, uh, great experiences you have uh, to the students. Now, one of the tough things was I know that you were awful hands-on when you were teaching out there. i got to ask you this question. When's the last time you were on a horse? Uh, a couple of years ago, actually. Yep, a couple of years ago when I when – I, when I stopped uh, teaching, I, I just uh, I've been busy traveling. Uh, I've been playing a lot of golf, and uh, I will be on up on a horse's back though. Come September, I'm flying out to Portland to visit a former student of mine, a graduate named Erin Tinney. Her parents and I became good friends, and her dad Steve invited me out to Portland. I'm going to play four rounds of golf at Bandon Dunes in three days' time. We're playing. Uh, we're playing on Monday, and then two rounds on Tuesday, and then another round on, on Wednesday, and then on Thursday, Aaron's going to take me riding on the beach. I've never ridden a horse on the beach, and I'm looking forward to it. Well, that would be cool. Well, I did see you a couple years ago. 
uh, down at the horse park riding with your daughter, and you guys end up winning the penning competition, I believe that's what they called. Uh, The two of you look pretty damn good. Yeah, well, thank you. Well, the third guy, Stuart Turlington, uh, is a pro. Well, he's not really a, a true pro, but he could be a pro if he didn't have his regular job. But he, we had the right horses. You have, it's called team penning. You're right. And it was to benefit uh, the Horse Park Foundation. We're going to do it uh, again this September. Stephanie and I are going to team up, and I'm going to try to rope uh, Stuart into doing, uh, you know, riding with us as well, see if we can defend our title. I didn't ride in it last year because I was playing in a charity golf tournament in Carlsbad, California, uh, to benefit Coleman for the cure of it. This year, they changed the date, so I'm going to be able to participate. It's called Battle in the Saddle. Yes. Absolutely. Well, I, I, I was there. You, you looked awful good. I got a feeling it's kind of like riding a bike. I mean, uh, you know, pr- might be some aches and pains the next day, but I, I don't think you got any problem getting back in the saddle. No. Well, thanks. I agree. It's like riding a bicycle. Well, um, as you as you as you look at the years ahead, uh, Chris, uh, you know it's so important for all of us, I believe, to be ambassadors of the sport. Do you see yourself in in any kind of specific role, or just to make yourself available as people uh, request appearances? Um, I do. It really enjoy getting up in front of groups of people and speaking. I went up to Nina, Wisconsin, in April, and I spoke in front of 180. Uh, healthcare providing service people. There, there were some doctors, some nurses in the audience, but mostly hospital administrators and staff. They had their annual uh, convention in Nenaw, Wisconsin, and a fellow who is from Lexington, now lives in Cincinnati, uh, has a speakers bureau, and he contacted me, and uh, they flew me up there, and I, I got to speak in front of them for about an hour or so, and, and we, we were talking derby because it was just 10 days before the derby. And then the following week, I went to Canterbury Downs, Canterbury Park, and I spoke in front of a, a group there called the Twin City Dunkers. And <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get a fee for that one. I got paid handsomely for the first one, but I didn't get a fee for the second one because the guy said, well, we don't have a budget for it. He said, but I've got connections at Hazeltine that, where they play in the, re- the Ryder Cup this year. I said, okay, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> worth the trade so, out there i got a feeling that a lot of golf courses and golf carts are are going to get uh, very familiar with chris mccarran over the the next couple of years well i really i can't th- thank you enough i mean uh champion jockey by wins in 74 75 and 80 uh earnings in 80 81 84 91 of course, you started out back in 74 as the as the champion uh, apprentice and then now you're winning awards for the quality of your life, and you already have as far as winning the George Wolf and the Mike Venezi Awards. Chris, these are because you're a great person, not just a great rider. Uh, thank you, John. I'm, I'm very flattered with your comments and um, appreciative as well. Thank you very much. Well, it's very too true. A, it's spoken from the heart, and B, it's proven its, itself out. And I'd be very wrong if I didn't also point out the big sport of turfdom award as the former president of the Turf Publicists of America. All right, well, listen, you probably got a 19th hole to get to. I'm not going to keep you up at all. Have a great time out there at Del Mar and uh, enjoy hoisting that Pink Eye Trophy home. All right, John. Thank you so much for your, for your time and, more importantly, for your friendship. I, I get to do a dear friend. I really oh, appreciate man. it. 
Well, I'll tell you what, that warms the cockles of my heart. He used to be a hero of mine. Now he's a friend of mine. Hall of Famer Chris McCarron. I want to thank Rich Ng for joining us, and I want to thank you for listening. Some great racing this weekend. You want to cash in on it. Come on over to winningponies.com. Check out all the great services we have, including those easy win forms. As I look over the manicured turf course, past the Ohio River to the hills of Kentucky, I want to remind you all, when you go to the races, bet with your head not over it. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network.